This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. <laughs> Wait, where's the drama? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's not there. It's not there because you we got to d- create it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that how that works? That's exactly how that okay. works. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of drama, you sucked this weekend and I was on my period. Isn't that funny how that always seems to happen at the same time? You suck. Just like right when I need you the most. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> how it works. When you are upset, when you are on your period, when you are irritable, I am really irritating. It is amazing how that works. <laughs> So do you agree that you kind of sucked? You know, because we have these waves, just anybody does. And I'll never forget one of my mentors saying, you know, there's just times when you're prickly and there's just times when you're snuggly. And it's not always cyclical based on my cycle. It's often just how it goes. It's like, it's like, well, it was about time we had a sucky weekend. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, your question is, do I think I sucked? Yeah. And keep the focus on me. Yeah. I think there were moments in which I sucked. I think I still struggle with, I work really hard at doing my best to show up for you in the absolute best way, even when you are being difficult and everything I do is wrong. It's really hard for me as a person who has historically struggled self-esteem issues and can really get, you know, is very hard on themselves, has a really hard time both struggling with shame and dealing with that. It's hard for a person like me to take on a lot, a lot of, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, harsh criticism. But I've gotten so much better at it. And what I'm also- So much better. And what I'm also really good at is moving on and letting go. Now, having said that, I think the area that I still need to work on is understanding how it impacts me and how to how to set a boundary or navigate through it. Because after a day or so or a while of that, my reactions meet you less and less where they need to be. Whether or not it's quote unquote bothering me or not, it gets to a point where I get hesitant in to my reactions or at a certain point, I probably am like, oh, yeah, I'm so well, tired yeah, yeah, of this, yeah, even exactly. though I, even though I really work at letting it go. So like it does build upon each other. And, and yeah. that's that's a piece of work that I need to continue to focus on. The reason I felt like you sucked is because you've actually done so good at this. Like it's amazing to me. It, it all came up because we were we lost the baby this summer and then I did another egg retrieval. And we got on the same page that doing the egg retrieval met with the grief, met with the anticipation, met with all the hormones that they pump you with. There was a chance I was going to be more sensitive and emotional just from the hormones alone. And you were just so there for it. There were times, but you know, you, you letting it go, you know what that does is it leaves the bag of poop in my hands. We just had to pause for you to have a full-on human conversation with Pleat. He understands every word I say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. That was a lot of words. And then you kept going. You yeah. were like, let me explain to you, Pleat, why he did get it. He just, you said, you can play. Oh, nope, didn't get it. He You're like, it. he can he play, it. but you have it. to be He's quiet. just sitting there. Making a lot of noise in the background, you said. And we're trying to record a podcast. He understands every word I'm saying. Smarter than me. 
<laughs> he's a better listener. <laughs> he wants to be so good. He wants to be so good. I, however, do not want to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pleat gets his energy from... Well, Pleat just has energy. You get your energy from defiance. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Cool, cool. Yeah. That's great. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Let's... All right. So you were saying I something saying about that... poop. Right. When you don't react, the bag of poop is left in my hands, right? There's nobody to blame because you're being super chill and kind and I'm not. This, so it, it's a quick, it's a quick learning for the person who's carrying the bag of shit. They're like, I didn't, I, I'm like, well, it's, it just becomes so obvious that it's you, you being oneself. So that's one thing. And the other is just, I know where a lot of those emotions come from. And so I was, so I was able to, with the egg retrieval and the hormones, the IVF stuff, I was able to just let it be like, okay, this is that, this is temporary. And so were you, and you've been doing good around my period too. This weekend, I just thought you did like crap. You didn't do good at all. I was like, do you not know what's happening right now in my body? It's so unfair. Nobody, no man can fully understand. You can have empathy, but like you don't understand. It's a nightmare. Nobody is happy inside. It's a beautiful thing that we have periods and cycles and all that, but nobody's happy. Mm -hmm. I looked at my body for the first time in a very long time and did not like what I saw. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, this is bad. And it's just just, just what happens with your period. You get low Mm self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's dark. And then I'm supposed to be like, what? Happy? Smile. Hey, sweetie, smile. <laughs> I hope people recognize that I did not say anything like that. That mm-hmm. I was just like, smile, go ahead. Smile for your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what it makes it feel like how I was responding this weekend. Yeah. I know you're trying to explain to every, everybody else. I hear that. I know you didn't say that. Okay. It's a conversation between you and me and the rest of the world. <laughs> I hear you. I also agree with you that my reactions to you were not the best. And I think they got worse as the weekend progressed. I totally agree. The reason why I, I don't know, there's somewhat of a snowball effect, I guess. So, you know, I maybe got frustrated or I didn't react the best way or maybe I did, but your response to my reaction, like you were just dead set on, and I'm not trying to blame you here, but like you were just dead set on being upset at that time. You and so say that you have said those words, like you're intent on being upset. You have said those words so many times and I genuinely listen to that. And I genuinely think about that. I'm like, am I just unwilling? Am I just needing an outlet for my frustration and I'm just going to go for it? And I felt that a little bit this weekend, like I'm not backing down. And I know there were a couple times where I was like, and how could you eat? What are you five? How do, how can you eat with a spoon? And you have crusty food all up and down the spoon, the shaft of the spoon. And like the way that you eat, I threw that on top of a burning pile of poo that I had already lit on fire. I threw, I threw in food on a spoon. Uh-huh. Ahead, I get that. And a lot of people say this about periods. It's like when you're actually in touch with your, your feelings of anger and upsetness trying to be good all the rest of the time. It's a tricky thing because I don't mind you being angry and upset. I don't even mind you getting frustrated with me. And I feel like for the most part, 
not all the time, but for the most part, I don't take that personally as much anymore. You know, I rarely take it personally, but I guess what I feel is the pathway to appropriate response to you becomes thinner and thinner and thinner. And sometimes, and it's not, and sometimes it's not like, sometimes it's more thin or narrow than other times. And I guess I do feel that like sometimes, unless I am in like peak, you know, performance mode, I'm not going to get it. I know. So first of all, in the beginning, do you remember me saying, yeah, you get worn down after a whole weekend of a, of me being grumpy, you know, you get worn down. I'm just saying that you have navigated a lot of my grumpies. You're right. Around the IVF meds and just having a period every month. So what was it about this weekend that made it difficult? Would you like to start the podcast over? That's my question to you. I know why you get worn down. You're actually kind of incredible that you can even last through one of mine. (laughs) I, I actually give a lot of credit to Instagram for all of the memes where where you get to see that they feed you. That's like, wife is just being unreasonable. Here's what you do. You can't get out of it. You have to find a way through, you know. Yeah. But why? So the back to the original question, why did you suck? <laughs> Again, this is the original question is flawed. That's what I'm trying to say is like, the, the original Why question is Why were you less good than you've been no, in the last no, six no, months? No, no, no. That's still focused on... I, the original question is, why was this weekend hard for us to get through no. this thing? <laughs> no, that was not my it's original a question. It's a both I know. That's why I'm reframing but it. But I was me, and you were not the best version <laughs> of you. I don't yes, understand. Yes, I do just get to feel like shit when I'm on my period and be grouchy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but is there a line there? Was I worse this weekend? Is that what you're saying? Because that's an interesting. That's well, how, different. How much? I mean, I agree. You do get to be grouchy. You do get to be like just frustrated with the universe. Like you just and I don't understand what you're going through. I completely agree. Dark pit of despair. Dark pit of despair. Bleeding uncontrollably. And what is the line? So again, I'm serious, babe. Listen, if you felt like I crossed a line in ways that I don't normally when I'm frustrated, whatever, then that does mean that I also sucked. I felt like I was being normal, whatever. But when you can't handle it, when you can't handle (laughs) me at my normal, the period time, then something was different about you because you have been so good. Can you hear me say how amazing you are? Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wasn't thinking about it in this way or even thinking about it as we came into this conversation. So it's like, I can't say definitively, oh, here's the moment where I felt like you crossed a line. I do generally feel like over the course of the weekend, you were... Say it. Extra. Well, I'm just trying to... It, yeah, I mean, extra is the word, but it's like you would come down on me real hard. You know, you would come down on me like harder because there's sometimes where you're frustrated. Harder being the keyword. So harder. harder. It was harder. Harder. And then, and I think that built... Now, that being said, why did I suck... I think I sucked because I never found the courage in myself to appropriately communicate to you a boundary, the boundary that I needed. That's why I sucked. That would have been a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is what I'm saying, babe. Like you just like let me let me free flow my frustration, and then it's over. It's not about you. It's I just, think that's easier said than done. No, babe. Because you I are, do, do try you have to done win. an amazing job. I'm telling you, for the past six months, I have literally been left holding the bag of poop because you have in <laughs> no way reacted. And so again, you're doing a heroic thing that most people can't do. Not take it personally. Yeah, I, but, I get that. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm not. But I'm something not changed this weekend. You were just not equipped. <laughs> I have, my only theory is I usually start my period at the top of the month for whatever reason. It came very early and I just don't think you had replenished your reserves. Like that's my only theory. I was caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I so what it's coming down to here is I sucked because I didn't give you enough space to be frustrated. I couldn't just... You made it about you. Was that the whole weekend that I was making it about me? I mean, because I do remember one instance on Sunday, I believe. I don't... Right, it's a little say, bit blurry. Yeah, you're that, saying... That I, you're that saying, I legitimately did say something mean and was like, and screwed up. Like, we worked through it what pretty quickly. What did you say that was mean? I totally forget, but like, I, the, I, re, I responded to you in some way that was just like, not nice, or I forget. We had a little spat about it, and then we got over it pretty quickly, but like... Well, I don't remember that, but I do remember that the first time I came in frustrated, you were like 75% there with the good, but it didn't, I think the frustration, it leaked. Like I was frustrated, then I got a little more frustrated and it was over and that was it. And then by the end you were apparently um, damaging me for life. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. The thing that nobody wants to say is when they get mad, then they have to be like, I'm on my period because (laughs) it just delegitimizes everything. And it's just like, you should know. And a lot of people do, a lot of partners do track. Where's your tracking app? Do you even know? Yeah, I have some idea. You I have know, the I, idea because you hear it, the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I mean, I can tell. I can tell when we're gearing up. <laughs> you know, we're revving the engine. Yeah, I mean, I can tell. I mean, I, no, I don't. I don't have a tracking app. I mean, I mean, we've tracked it before, but like, I don't. Um, no, I don't. You know, I don't track it like that. But I can tell when you're about to, and and it's also often a topic of conversation, not in an unhealthy way, but like, you know, we've talked about it. There's a a big role for me to play in being strong enough and being grounded enough to give you as much space as you need to, you know, express the fiery frustration and anger that you deserve to have in that moment. Right. And I I heard you when you said I was harder and I definitely felt like I laid it on thicker, but again, this is how it ends up ping-ponging off each other is that when you were taking things personal, it was a little bit more irritating. So then I just kind of stayed in a place of irritation instead of looked and was like, oh, he's just being nice and here I am being mean. And he was nice, so it just sort of disarmed me. And so that might be why I laid it on thicker and I know I'm always bringing it back to it's your fault, but not I'm not. I'm saying I was laying it on a little thick this weekend. The one thing I noticed is that before any of this started last week, There were a couple of times when we had talked about something and I was like, are we clear? And you were like, we are clear. And then, you know, a couple days later, you were like, I I, I had this conversation and this is the outcome. And I'm like, wait, 
you were not clear with what we decided, it makes a big difference what happened. You know, I'm being vague because it doesn't matter to anybody else, but but the decision you made independent of, of us is going to have a big impact. And so I was pretty frustrated. And you, again, you struggled in a way I hadn't seen you struggle in a while with feeling really ashamed of that or like really bad about yourself. Like you also have not done that a lot. You've been so strong. Mm -hmm. I think that one in particular, and it is particularly hard for me when I know that I was authentic in my like experience around feeling like I understood and just legitimately screwed up. But like, it's, it's harder on me when I don't know why, but it is, it is. It's hard. Meaning you, it Meaning I really a, it feel wasn't like a mistake. It I, was like yeah, it wasn't really... intentional at all, or even not in not in t- intentional. It's like even too much. Like I, I really thought I wasn't. I was doing the right thing. You know. Got it. That's not what I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying that you knew what you were supposed to do and you got lost in the moment and you did it anyways. You did the wrong thing anyway. So you're saying it was harder because you really thought you were showing up. Well, it it was right. a little bit of both in in this I, in this situation it was a little bit of both, and I felt really felt really trapped in that. And in the moment that you made no, the not decision in the, with me, with the in the post conversation mm-hmm. afterwards, I felt really trapped with in me. it because with you and I expressed that at that moment, but like I felt trapped because it, everything in the context it just felt like I I was in just a like lose lose situation, and then I even in that I feel. I get really hard on myself and say, well, you should have figured it out. You could have handled this better. What could you have done better? And then I start to beat myself up really hard about that. Yeah. And I do understand a lose-lose. I do understand that you had a different experience than I was having. And I was super frustrated For me, it is a little bit like, so it's family stuff, right? When you get caught up in family decisions, it often goes this way where there's like a big promise, like we'll do this. And then you can't really take something like that back because everybody's like, okay, well, this is the plan. And then it's not like, oh, you know, I felt like that was a pretty common experience that I've had on my end, which is just to be like, oh, now we're doing this thing and it doesn't consider what we need. And it hadn't happened in a long time. Uh So it doesn't feel like trapped in that moment so much as like it was a default behavior. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. Where are you right now? Because the mood, it just went down about 500 degrees. It's an emotional, harder topic for me. And so talking about it gets me in my head naturally. Like it just gets me in my head thinking about it. Like I totally understand what you're saying. I get it there's emotional attachment to it because again, I feel like I feel stuck. That stuck feeling is coming back up. Mm -hmm. I feel stuck in this situation. And I know we're not describing it in detail, but like just in the context, like a family situation, I feel really stuck in this situation. And I think talking about it in a way of like, it just should have happened like X, that's easier said than done in that. You know. I can I say something about that? Yeah. I mean, the most important thing is that you feel stuck and I there's no point in trying to aim for perfection. So I really val- validate or whatever yeah. empathize with Thanks. that you were stuck and I heard that as part of what happened and I felt that and then you also said to me and also this is something that I want. 
it was that we had a very clear conversation ahead of time. And, you know, growing up, it's us and our families of origin. Then it becomes us differentiating and being on our own. But as single people, it's still like, we're still going back to our families for holidays. Like there are people still, we haven't made our own family. And so when we first got together and we were building our own family, it still felt like we were still obligated to them. And then little by little through things that they said, through things that we talked about, it's like, oh, right, this is our family. This is the starting point. What we choose to do as a family is the most important thing for us. And then we open back out to our extended family. It just kind of caught me off guard because I was like, oh, oh, now we're going in a different direction. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah, the timeline of like, of like how we relate to I just our extended we were, families and create. Our I just own. thought we were we were the team, and I felt like you went and made a decision outside of the family team. I hear that. Yeah, I definitely know how it turned out, and I I admit my I and have admitted my wrongdoing in in that for sure. I feel like this is the place where you say you're sorry and then the conversation is supposed to end. No. Like I'm trying to have a conversation and you keep coming back to I admit that I'm wrong, I said that I was wrong. No, I mean I just I, well hold on, hold on. I just I just also shared where I was at for a while and you shared a lot in there about like dynamics around family and then came back at me with like a and I did this. I acknowledge that and I'm, you know, moving like if I'm expressing that I am stuck in something, it's harder for me to get going. It's harder for me to have a ton to say about that right now. And I'm listening to you. You just said a lot. And so it's going to take me a little like slower to respond to that. And yeah, I mean, I, so I hear you. Yes, I have acknowledged and I, and I am sorry for like a way a conversation went. The outcome was different than what we have talked about. Like, I think a lot of factors came into play. And so it's hard to like talk about it in this like concise moving forward way when it kind of is what it is right now. And I think there is some resting in like the complexity of it. And we are continuing to process that. We're continuing to process like the complexity of it, my stuckness in it, the way you felt in the outcome, what we had thought we had like decided on and then what it turned out to be and then the path forward. And like we're covering all of that in once and I I don't feel like the conversation is just all of a sudden shutting down. I appreciate that and I appreciate you saying when you're in a place of stuck, it's a little bit stuck, right? There's not a lot of conversation that comes to mind. There's not a lot that you feel like you have to say. Of course, for me, I'm like, well, let's move out of stuckness into like, let's let's work on this so that we can do it different next time. And that's just a different approach. That's where I'm at. I'm like, let's, let's make sure, because I want to ensure that we're on the same page, because I felt like we were doing things one way, like our family makes the decision for our family. And then we offer up whatever we are available for extending out time and energy and resources to friends and family, etc. So I, I guess there's just a protective part of me that wants to make sure we're still on the same page about that, because that was a little bit of the way back machine to me. So I hear you that you're stuck. It's not a time to move forward right now. I hear you that you want to be, you want me to be unstuck about it. And so that we can like. Nope, nope, nope. I said, 
we have different ways of approaching it. Yeah. This is the way that I am leading. So it was nice to hear you say that you're stuck and you don't have a lot. Okay. But I still have the desire, yes, mm-hmm. for you to be unstuck. Yes. But I'm not asking you to be. Got it. Okay. All right. There's a difference here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But and I hear you and that was good to hear. And I, I just, I do hear you. Uh-huh. I really hope this is the podcast that comes out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's <laughs> a great the, one. The it's day, a great one. The, the 13th. What? True love. True love. It starts out great and it goes downhill from there. <laughs> Not true. Not true. We recovered a lot of true love last year. 2023 was awesome. Wait. Not totally. <laughs> not totally. I, I think for the most part, it's just for me, there is, and I'm not saying you don't do this, but there is, there's an aspect in these conversations. I don't know. There's what we continue to work on is continuing to hold empathy and respect for the other person that they are in what could be a really different place and have a really different experience and perspective. And like that goes true across the board. And when you're in a committed relationship, you begin to loosen up your own rigidity around your experience and perspective because you have a greater embrace of that other person's, acknowledging that they might have like a really, you know, you just have more empathy for them and you have more just grace for them. And I think that because of that, then you're able to like, in my opinion, the more we do that with each other, the greater the pathways open up, the larger the pathways become for like connection and forward motion in difficult spots. And sometimes they constrict because it's really hard to move through those places, but it is important to like stay in the conversation and just move through. How long do you think it takes to get there I think in it, a relationship? Oh, in a relationship? I think it depends. I think it's how much you... Day before you both die? I think it depends on... on the same day yeah. when we're like 90, 100 years old. 90, 100. I think it depends on the type of people. Everybody needs to process and everybody's emotional about things. It's not... People aren't robots. But at the same time, some people need to process and are like more emotionally attuned than others. I just know couples out there that are just... They're satisfied with just being a little bit more like relaxed and chill and everything doesn't need to be you know they just give each other space and they, they don't found need to their, start a podcast they don't to need to start a podcast their, they don't need a bunch feelings. of like things you know it's just like we're satisfied with that and that's awesome and so i think it just varies it, it varies with do individuals. you wish i was one of those people no i don't wish you were one of those people do you wish i was taller <laughs> do you wish i was a baller wish i had a rabbit and a hat whatever that's the lyrics a rabbit in a hat? Something, yeah, something. I mean, that's one of the verses, I think. Rabbit in a hat is, is one of the things. Wow. Who is that? Uh, I want to say CeeLo, but it's definitely no, not CeeLo. I wish it's I was a, a little bit taller. I is mean, that... I had that on tape. I had that cassette tape. Shorty? No, no, it wasn't Shorty. <laughs> I can remember the, even watching the music video at some point. Anyway, uh, no, I don't, wish, I don't wish you were any different at all. I love you exactly the way you are. And I appreciate the way you are because the way you are, it pushes me outside of my comfort zone. And I'm a type of person that wants to be pushed outside of their comfort zone or at least likes the idea of that. Doesn't make it any less difficult, but I want to be pushed outside of my comfort zone because it, that's where the growth happens. And you push me outside of my comfort zone often. 
when you think about what is it that stops you from doing that or what is it that makes you do that, it is, you know, you talk about having low self-esteem sometimes. It takes a lot of confidence in yourself to engage in that because the whole reason why people have rigidity and comfort zones is because they're afraid of what's on the other side and they're afraid that they won't be able to handle it and that they'll be vulnerable, which is a very biological thing, right? Yeah, we want to be in spaces and places and things that we know. You know, evolutionarily, that's smart, right? It actually takes so much self-confidence to be able to do what you're talking about. I hear that. You know, I would say for me, it's it's one part comfort zone, like difficulty getting out of the comfort zone because I don't, it's on the other side. There's another part of, I don't want to do the work. And then there's a third part that comes from the feminist part of me, which is just like, I've been told what to do my whole life and generations of women have, and I'm done. You know, there's like a real pushback against that. You know, you're not going to change me. I am who I am. And I, I'm confident in that. But I think there's also the part where I feel not confident that I'm not going to be able to, like, I, that I would well, lose Well, there's the myself. individual where there's the individual as you and who you are. And then there's the collective. And in this, you know, what we're talking about, what we talk about on this podcast is the collective of us in our relationship and how that goes forward. And the stronger we are as an individual, you know, and the more confident and, you know, the more we hit our growth edges and curves as individuals, the stronger we can show up in the collective. There is a difference. There is a difference between you as a person and our relationship. Like if you just try to be solely you within a relationship, the relationship, there's a new dynamic there that, that comes Venn about. Venn diagrams. Totally. It's like the Venn, Venn diagrams, diagram. Right. Times when I'm happy, times when I'm wearing pants. They exactly. never overlap. <laughs> they never overlap. So the reason I push you out of your comfort zone is because I constantly flag things that I'm unwilling to accept. See how that works? You're saying the best way to do it is accepting the other person as they are. But the only reason you get pushed out of your comfort zone is because you are clear that I do not these accept. These are the differences between us. Yeah. No, that I do not accept these parts of you. How else are you going to get pushed out of your comfort zone? If I'm like all the time, I'm like, that's okay. Then you're going to have to We have some yourself. different approaches with that. Like you, uh, I've called you before. I'm like, you're like Jillian Michaels with those hit workouts. You're like, go, go. You can change. Do it. I don't want to see you doing that. Do it different. Do it different. And it's not that you're mean about it. I'm not saying that. Or it's abusive. Just like, like or abusive. Yes. Considered. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. None of that. But like you are, you know, much more straightforward. I offer up just like support, support, support. Then... I trust that you realize what you need to change. What if I told you that you don't push me out of my comfort zone that much? You push me in the positive to do more cool stuff. I think that there's a balance there. If you said to me, I want you to be pushing me more, then that is like something that you are directly asking for. Right. You know. So the reason I would not have done that before, because I'm afraid of right. what that means and, to and, me. And we've had and years then, of building trust. Right. Now. But these days I am open to that. I am okay with whatever will come of my growth and your growth and you building confidence to be more direct and me building softness to not be so protective and reactive. And I am open to that. So the direct ask is there. It's just, I wish I could have done it years ago. I've liked the philosophy and I try to approach it in like my work and everything is that you're not trying to find the ideal like setup, right? I think about it a lot with like the number of meetings a team has, right? 
Sometimes you need more meetings and sometimes you need less meetings. But like the object of, you know, your coordination is not to find the perfect number of meetings then we're done, like we're done for the rest of the time. Because what happens is that changes. So the expertise doesn't come in like being able to find the perfect solution. The expertise comes in being able to manage the transitions between what is needed at that moment. That's where the skill comes in. And sometimes I need to be more direct with you. Sometimes I need to be more supportive with you. I naturally tend towards the supportive side and that's my strength. So that's what I want to build upon. At the same time, my growth edge is being more direct. I have to lean into that and my skill comes in in recognizing when is the moment that I need to be more direct and being able to implement that at that moment smoothly. Do you know how many times I wanted to cry when you were talking? I could see it in your eyes. And I was like, okay, she's either crying because I'm saying the right thing or because I said something wrong and I'm really hurting her feelings right now. And which one did you think it was? I really have no idea. You remember our first date and you were like talking about, (laughs) I'm not like, I'm only a little bit on my period anymore. an appropriate response i will say this is not an appropriate response for me to be crying but like when you were talking i mean that figure eight like you know you're making that figure eight hand gesture and and you're talking about like you know life is not stagnant in one direction or another we can have big times of pain and big times of joy but the gift is when we can move between both steadily and smoothly and so that, because life is going to bring us hard things and it's, we, we literally try to pump the brakes so hard to never have to go to that place. But if we can just go and stay present and be, and have capacity, grow our capacity to go there, then we can smoothly cruise right back into a place of ease. And you're talking about that. And I'm like, if I met you today, I'd be like, we speak the same. That's exactly what I felt on our first date. I'm like, we are speaking it's a sophisticated language. Yeah. And then just how amazing you are. Thanks, love. You are also no, absolutely amazing. Don't need that. Don't need that. Nope. Wrong response. No, I just don't need that. Like I, I know, know you don't need well, that, but that's I what know. I feel in that okay, moment. Okay. You know? Okay. Because sometimes people do that knee jerk thing. Like, you're so beautiful and you're you're so beautiful, which is a cute thing, but like but I wouldn't this be this amazing you. unless I'm in conversation with you. Lord, people are barfing in their barf bags right now. <laughs> um, Hope you're on an airplane because that's the only place where there's like an accessible barf bag. The proverbial barf bag, but no, I mean you're just so amazing. I mean that's this is why we did the podcast cuz I was like somebody has got to listen to the way this man talks cuz everybody's listening to how I talk. I say cool shit all the time, but I'm also really loud and I say it all the time. <laughs> you, however, in your role of support, I'm like give this man a microphone. And you just use the microphone in the most beautiful way. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. All right. Well, we'll end with me crying. How many podcasts? We're at 190 something. How many podcasts include me crying? It's like 10%. Yeah, that's too many. I love Uh you. I love you too. Bye. 
Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.